How we doing everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media here once again welcoming you to another episode of the Ski Rex Media Podcast. And today is going to be a lot of fun because we have yet another, we're talking about another book. Arts and snow sports go together, they're hand in hand, everybody knows it, we've all agreed on it. And we get to introduce another, another brand new friend from the UK. I think we're up to like five folks who were born in or currently live in or, or happen to be in the UK this season. I don't know, it could be five, I forget. We all know Kim was one of the last ones and Kim is the person who introduced me to um, Kimberly K. shout out, uh, Ski A to Z. Um, she introduced me to this person here, but before we get into the interview, which I'm already taking way too long to get into, um, we got to talk about a couple of things. The first one, as I've been talking about every week, is Whaleback Mountain. Yes, 15 minutes from my front door, Whaleback Mountain in Enfield, New Hampshire. Awesome little ski mountain. I love it. My partner mountain, my home mountain. They have everything you could ever want in a small package. You want it hard. They got it hard. You need it easy. They got it easy. You need to learn how to do it. You want to ski trees. Anything you want, they have it and super accessible right off of I-89, exit 16 at Enfield, New Hampshire. And when I say right off, I mean literally you have the parking lot. You could take 12 steps and you could be in the middle of the interstate. Please don't do it. That would be stupid. I'm just saying it is right there. Whaleback Mountain, one of my favorite places in the world to ski. Ski it to believe it. And I made the announcement to secure Ski Rex Media's legitimacy in snow sports media. I say one of the things I had to do was get a ski resort partner. I did that. Now I need to get a ski, res a ski partner. I did that too. St. Custom Skis and Snowboards out of Gorham, New Hampshire. That's right. You want something special. You want it to look a certain way, be a certain length, be a certain width, and just look awesome. Like I said, St. Custom Skis and Snowboards. Go ahead, check them out. You'll be hearing more about them as the season goes on. Why? Because I'll be skiing on my very own pair of Ski Rex Media branded St. Skis. It's going to be ridiculous. St. Skis at stskis.com. Check them out. They'll hook you up. You tell them what they need. Tell them I sent you. Say hi to KJ and his dad. Awesome people. I love them. Same custom skis and snowboards. Check them out. Now that I've gotten through all that in almost one breath, let's introduce our newest friend from the UK, Caroline Elliott. Caroline, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good in rainy, rainy England. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no problem, man. This is awesome. And again, Caroline has a book, but there's more to it than that. Just like Kim, she is in the ski. She skis. And not only does she ski, she works in the ski industry over there in Europe. Um, in rainy England, it would seem today. That's unfortunate because I'm looking at blue skies every which way. But that's the difference when you have five time zones between you. Okay, Caroline, since I've talked way too much already in the first three minutes, why don't you tell us exactly who you are and what you do and then we'll talk about the book okay so i'm um, british i'm actually british french um and i actually started my i'm a ski patroller um slash dog handler slash bomber slash weather forecaster but i started my career down under ah. believe it in australia but um, when I came back to Europe um, and went to France, they kind of had a bit of a laugh at my kangaroos on my certificates. And I said, if you want to work over here, you have to do it our way. And um, as you know, the French are very stoic, Gallic, lovely people. Um, so 
that's me. I ended up doing my career, changing my career and, and going into French ski patrol, doing all their system. Um, and it's been my passion ever since uh, patrolling um, out in the all weathers, as we say, you know, wind, whatever. I love it. You feel alive when you're out there and you kind of got that wind against your, your cheek and it's cold and it's, yeah, love it. So that's my passion. Um, and yeah, so I, yeah, I had a beautiful dog. He's no longer with us, uh, called Fjord. And Fjord was a French flat coated retriever. So unfortunately, you might hear another one, but that's Kayla. Um, <laughs> she's asleep on the sofa at the moment. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Wait, we love dogs here at Ski Rex Media, especially working dogs, man. They, they need their respect too for doing the jobs that they do. So, real quick, since you said it, literal kangaroos on your certification because that's awesome yeah that's uh threadpost ski patrol great guys love them <laughs> they trained me up um had some very very funny moments um down under um with the patrol lot but um yeah unfortunately uh, the french don't like anything but their own uh qualifications when it comes to working in the country so yeah the um yeah actually talking about kangaroos are just a very very quick uh, anecdote um when I actually went out back out to visit them a couple of years back, um, coming down down the road, you have to be really, really careful that you don't knock over, literally come back down from the ski resort, that you don't knock over a kangaroo, a wombat, <laughs> or um, what else do we have? Deer, um, emus, everything. It's just, it's like going, you know, skiing in a zoo, basically. It's great. Love it. That That is kind of awesome. I've said one of the things I do like about being outside, outdoor sports, snow sports, is the wildlife and we have our issues too here you might hit a deer or a bear so when you're going up and down these rural roads be very careful you might hit a kangaroo you never know what you might hit um one time in new jersey there was a baboon running around that's a whole other story oh yeah he escaped from a zoo and so i had to catch it okay that's yeah, yeah it's a funny story that's an old story so let you know what before we get into the book then let, let's talk a little bit about your experiences so you're, you're you're down in australia doing this that has to be a huge difference from working in france then for like mountain size culture the whole nine yeah i mean well i actually only started down i did um in france I actually started even before i went to australia um okay. because i only had an english address at that point they, they even refused to let me um put my application in I do my medical training where they're like, nah, you haven't got any. They didn't say why, but it's very obvious, an English address and a French address. So down under, I, I obviously did all this training. Then I came to France and uh, it was just very, 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 very tricky, the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't really know what else to say on that matter, but um, I've got, lost my train of thought completely. So excuse me for that. Yeah, no, no problem. Hey, when you're interrupted, they, these things happen. And, and, I, and I don't mind. We're we're very easy to get along. Online. Um, and believe me, believe me, if anybody's going to lose their train of thought today, it's going to be me like six and times I tend over. To, tend to work with two things they say never work with. One is animals and, and children. So I've chosen to work with both of them. It's always a little bit complicated. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, the French, uh, French, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's tricky. But Australia is a great country. Welcome me there. I did all my training. I did a volley training, so they got professional and voluntary patrol. Um, and I was working as a ski instructor at that point. But then I headed back home um, to Europe and wanted to be in the mountains. And there's, the mountains are not very big in England. We got some in Scotland with some pretty gnarly weather. 
Sure. So many great skiers in Scotland. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the the start of my career. Very interesting. Very interesting. So now you've been all over the world. You've you have all the training in the world. You 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 don't get bored, do you? No. Well, I use I exchange to be say life's experience and um, living life as opposed to the monetary kind of side of things. I've never been motivated by money, so I've managed to go and do some incredible things, and I have no regrets to stay. Um, apart from not having a house, but hey. We're working on it. We're working. <laughs> Who needs a house? There's plenty of other opportunities out there. Um, so cool. So now, so part with all your experience, and again, we just covered it really quick because we're we're going to talk. Clearly, we could talk to Caroline all day about all kinds of things in the industry because she's seen it all and done most of it. Um, these adventures is what led you to, I would assume, what led you to creating your book, Fjords Mountain Mission. Correct. Yes. Um, definitely. Um, my love of dogs to start with, uh, very, very passionate, um, about dogs from a very young age, but I, um, <laughs> it's quite funny. I laugh now inwardly because my patrol mates, a lot of them are quite lazy creatures and it was always like, oh, Caroline, you go, go off and do the class de neige as we call them in French. So that's basically the snow classes. And these snow classes where you go down, you just basically explain the role of patroller, what a patrol does, how to keep yourself safe, the fist rules, um, little bits and pieces. Um, and children are great. I love them. They've got some great anecdotes. In fact, one of my colleagues did a, a work, <laughs> a workshop with them one day and he had out the splints because we have the splints, which um, I don't know what you call them in English. Um, you remove the air from them. So they're, um, they're like... Um, you take the air out and it kind of molds. It's like a molding splint. Sure, and sure. So you have to pump it with a pump. Um, and the, the, this kid turned around and she said, oh, yes, my dad's got something like that. He keeps it in the cupboard and then he puts it back and, and we were like, oh, okay. I don't think it's exactly the same thing. Oh, so wow. Very, very honest. And they. Oh, that's why I love them. And I thought, you know what? At the end of the day, these kids are waiting to get to the snow before they actually learn their stuff. I think they should be doing it before they get there. Hmm. Uh, and then COVID hit. That all you know, as we all know. Um, I went back to um, the UK, but actually, before all of this happened, a month before, um, I had my last avalanche training with Fjord, and Fjord collapsed, and he passed away um, because he'd been eating socks for about five years. Because I returned to the UK, yeah, he got bored. I returned to the UK for originally not be a year, two years to look after my mum, who was. Um, ill with Alzheimer's um, and he got bored so he started eating socks and cut long story short he passed um, in pretty dramatic dramatic, um, circumstances and I got back and COVID lockdown as we all know we had to sit in our houses or wherever we were and we weren't allowed to do anything Sure. what am I going to do I was emotionally beyond myself and the day before my birthday was when he died like mate you could have picked another date to like pass away how serious? Like, come on, man. So, um, yeah, he um passed. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to just spend the next however long I'm in, you know, inside um, writing. And I just, I had already already written when I used to come down off the hill. And, you know, it's, it's funny things used to happen. I used to just note them down. So I quite like writing, creative writing. And then it kind of all came together very organically. I had to source a, a illustrator. I didn't have an illustrator. 
um, New York. around her and we again had a very built a relationship up over Skype uh, with me putting the dog's harness on to show her to lots of other different things so it was actually very very funny and the whole yeah it was a beautiful experience so which has been organically grown into the into fuel's mountain mission Excellent. And it's that that's a quite the story. I had no idea coming into us that was the story I would get. I was yeah. thinking, oh yeah, I worked with the dog, so I wrote the stories about it. It's a whole thing, and that's very awesome. And as you go through the book, um, you you see that you can see the connection that the two of you had. Yeah, you were able to get this through in you know, in words. It, it it's a beautiful relationship, but it's not just about you and a dog it's the team and what you did there's a lot of practical information in this book it seems yeah the, the, for me the, the the idea is it also from from the publishing side of it it was very tricky so that's why i've ended up uh, self-publishing with ingram sparks um because they give the perfect opportunity to do that exactly what you want to do um and the i is 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 it is based on it is i'll i'll I'd say a real day up the hill when it's snowed heavily. Um, and then it's kind of embedded with um, an educational side of things. So it's a bit of a, a strange mix, an eclectic mix. And the fact that it's a, it's a real story, but it has education in the educational boxes all the way through. And I think if you're having fun, I think, I don't know about you, if you're going out and you're learning something, whether it might be a new activity like mountain biking or pottery or pole dancing who knows um if you're having fun doing it you learn it a lot quicker um as opposed to sitting there and absolutely lessons. so yeah um, i refer to pole yeah. dance because that's obviously what i used to do in france but hey that's completely going off the subject <laughs> as in what pole dancing work pole dancing what like make yeah. <laughs> believe in core strength especially for our, our our job our profession and skiing generally or snowboarding or any snow sport you can have core strength so Pole dancing is the way to go. Anyway, off is kind of off. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Thing there. Yeah. You're definitely not wrong. I one of I, I've said it openly. One of my biggest uh over the last couple of years, one of my biggest uh 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 issues is not enough strength in the core. My turns stink because of it. It it's a real thing. Um pole dancing though, I would assume takes coordination and balance. And yes, I have some of those to ski, but let's be honest, I don't ski as well as I used to either. So the pole would just, I'd just be asking to get hurt and just killing my season. Maybe I'll try in the summer. You're right. The education's here. And when you are having fun, everything's easy to learn. You, you easier to learn. You absorb it much better. It's, it's a wonderful thing to do it that way. And that kind of leads into the kind of the whimsy of some of the, uh, illustrations here which are quite wonderful your your illustrator um or is that her name again yeah evgenia malina she's she's incredible she's from kazakhstan um she lives in the uk uh but she, she's not a skier but she obviously comes from mountains yeah she just she has a, a very very unique style which is why i, I kind of chose her and lucky as me i managed to find the funding from the 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 local kind of fund funding called Cumbrian um, Cumbrian Chamber of Commerce, but she has a very good style. But I say it took hours of of sending her photos, of getting her to watch videos, um, to get her to really feel the whole thing through. So she put her heart into it as much as I did, which is why I think it it, it you know kind of morphed into such a beautiful book. 
Yeah, and does Fjord proud, basically. He lives on. Absolutely. Um, the, the book is very cool. I've gone through it. Um, I've, I've looked through so many of the illustrations. And, you, you know, you, the, the illustration is what you first notice. That's what we all do as human beings. We see pictures and we recognize them. Mm-hmm. But intermixed is all this extra information, all color-coded and ready to go. Like, Yeah, the, the idea was taking one of the ski signs, um, which you see on the slopes, like slow down or uh, intersection, you know, the ones which are orange. That's obviously the ski safety. And then we did the blue for the working dog rules. So people understand there are slight things with a, a working dog. Like don't, don't you know, throw them snowballs and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and the green side, I mean, the, the good thing again about, I keep repeating about Ingram Sparks or self-publishing is the fact that you can actually change things. So you can go through and you can change things on a regular basis. So I'm hoping that there are going to be more green boxes, which are going to, you know, I say unfortunately going to have to add because it's an eco ecological side of things. Sure. Um, so yeah, helping to keep the planet a little bit safer and greener if we can um, going forward. Absolutely. Um, there's yeah, it, that's something I should have mentioned is that it's not just practical for your on mountain, but there's also ecological um, things and stuff like this. It's really really cool. Now, one of the things you would notice, and the, the, my next question is. Do you consider this a children's book or a book for everyone? Uh, I think it's a bit of both, but obviously it's it's uh, targeted at the age of five to ten, so primary. But I'm a great believer that I'm hoping that as parents also will be reading the book for the younger younger children and they will learn through the book themselves because there's a lot of parents out there who don't know the basics of snow safety, which I think is quite scary considering they are the role models for the for the children um but it can be yeah it can be read by other age groups completely but the target is obviously children um because i want to start young um starting young means it's um easier to learn maybe and not change making changes is more difficult in life and it's also a dyslexic font so i'm hoping it's more accessible um to everyone um and and also i don't know if you noticed it's actually a large font, so it means parents can read it at night without their glasses. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking about it from all angles. It's just like... It's got everybody covered. And I was going to say, have you not noticed another thing in there? There's lots of ponytails. Seriously. The whole point of the book was a little bit also kind of a... Because I struggled... I did struggle a lot in France, um, simply because uh, being a, not a French uh, person... I'm a French national now, but being non-French, being female, um, being British and English as well, they they don't have a fondness for the English. They love the Irish, they love the Scottish, but the English, they're not too fond of at times. So I had a bit of a struggle, and um, it is still very, very predominant uh, male-based, the, the profession ski patrol. It's probably only, I'm guessing, 10% maximum in France. I know in the in, in North America it's a lot a lot more developed in that way. There are a lot more women. Um, and in fact, Carrie Brandt, who who runs the um, Women Patrol um, kind of Instagram, she wrote for me. Um, at the beginning of the book, we've got some incredible women who who supported the book. Um, one's Caroline Gleich. Um, and sadly, uh, bless her, Hilary Nelson, who I knew I met in Chamonix. They all wrote little words for the... Little words, a, a few words for the book to kind of say how important it is for 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 youngsters to learn and and especially women to go out and follow their dreams so yeah so there's ponytails raining all through the book there are 
and I did not even notice it until you brought it okay. up. Subliminal, you like, you know, yeah. Definitely a fun little Easter egg there. It, it, it's very interesting because, again, it does cover so much in so many different ways. And, and at the beginning are all these different women who have added something to, to it, you know. Yeah. And we run through that and then we get into the story. And one of the reasons I asked about, is it geared to a children's book? Because Caroline was introduced to me by Kimberly Kay, as I said in the introduction. And Kim, who who wrote, and she did her own illustration. We talked about it in that some people mistake her book for just a straight children's book. But there's so much more in it. Again, a lot of practical information, a lot of stuff you can use. And again, this is the same thing, just illustrated and told from the point of view of the dog, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Like there used to be um, Olga the guinea pig. I don't even remember that. It was, it was my favorite kid's um, book. It's guinea pig which, which spoke with someone's fjord. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um, fjord talks all the way through. And um, he's soon to be, well, he actually is speaking now in French, um, German, uh, Swedish. And Spanish is due to come out too. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's a long night with the world. I know. Japan contacted me last week and they're doing it in Japanese. So, um, the aim is actually even to go even further and do an Arabic version. I'd like to do an Arabic version too um, to empower women over there. Um, Very nice. For one, I'm, I'm delighted that his fjord's actually going to Scandinavia because that's, oh, it's obviously his name, Fjord. So he's been trans, mm-hmm. uh, it's been translated into Swedish. We're going to probably do a Norwegian next year. And they've actually made a soft toy. So there's going to be a fjord soft toy, which is going to come into, um, uh, it's going to come into production probably next year. These are only prototypes, but they've actually stuffed it with the inside, the inners of um, old ski jackets, which is great. Oh, cool. So, no, that's yeah. really cool from a recycling yeah. standpoint. Yeah. So it's all, it's all very good. Um, yeah, it's all very positive and I just, for me, at the end of the day, is I just want children to be safer out there. And if we can do it from the, you know, the comfort and the warmth of the home, um, even you know, weeks before they get to the slopes, and they can go there and feel a little bit more confident and less anxious. I think is also the word. So I know as a, a child, I was quite anxious about a lot of stuff because I didn't know what I was going into. Sure. And just understanding and hearing that bombing at night, you know, the bang. I don't know if you do the same thing. I think you do, but at night time we set off the gazex. And that sounds so they understand. So yeah, it's a, it's kind of like welcome to a ski resort book um, as well. So yeah, we're, um, yeah. So it's all good. I'm all very happy and very passionate, you know, passionate about what I've done, and I'm I'm delighted that it's it's going out this year um, in some other languages too. Yeah, that is very cool. With all those different translations, you've got just about the entire world covered. Once you get a couple of Chinese dialects in there, that's that's it. You've got the whole planet. Do some alterations for China, probably, and um, yeah, and Holland as well. We're gonna get Holland in. The Dutch are a big ski nation. They're a big apres ski people, so they put in a few things about don't drink too much alcohol. I I, I agree with that one hundred percent personally. But so um um uh, yeah, I mean um there's there's kind of there's going to be other. I'm going to do a young version as in a. I mean that's young, but it's gonna. I'm going to do a picture book next year as well. Um, so we're going to kind of um, put the book into three little books, um, and they're called pixie books in Sweden. I've been told. Um, so it's yeah, pixie books. So I'll do either fjord opening the slopes or fjord going to this or something. You know, for the really really young ones who can open up the book with their parents. So, yeah, 
That's incredible. And it's so great for children anyway, because I agree with you. Safety is a big issue. Kids get anxious when they are going to do this for the first time. It can be scary. Um, the beauty of a kid, though, as we've always said, they're A, 100% resilient, and B, they have a lower center of gravity. So that's always a wonderful thing. Okay. Uh, it's, but, true. it's true. But you know, there's like 50% of um, accidents happen on, over 50% happen on blue slopes. So that you know, where stats, um, black's virtually nothing, um, red, and then it just goes down. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I just know from our chart, I was very nervous about the whole thing. And I actually had this ski instructor, I was around about 10. Um, I worked with a very famous name I won't mention, <laughs> Children's, um, children's um, Activity Holiday Company. And the instructor, this is obviously just a reflection of the instructor, not the um, company, but he saw a slope which was shut. It said slope shut. It was like, oh, this will be good. Let's go. And it's just like, uh, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I know as a patroller that a couple of times we've left slopes shut, even though we'd opened them because <laughs> they were powder days. And we didn't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. We just kind of forgot. We did a few rounds to check the stove. And then we forgot to move mm -hmm. the side. But generally, when a slope is shut, it's shut for a reason. And your liability of going down a slope, which is, do you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Shut. If something happens, one, you're legally responsible for anything which goes wrong. And two, you're putting other people at risk, which is, you know. So, yeah. Um, That's a very good safety message, my friends. Don't <laughs> duck ropes. You can, Don't duck it's just bad for everybody. You know, it's, yeah, and the, the stuff, you know, we've, I mean, the, uh, the back of the book is, uh, the end of the book is a story about this family who got caught, and it's a real story. Mm -hmm. They were walking down a slope, uh, sorry, walking down a road which was shut due to avalanche danger. Yeah. The road was on a five over five, and they, um, the, they just basically went um, on this, this road and they got swept away luckily they all were rescued and the little girl came out after over two hours yeah uh, you know it's just mad it's just like signs are there you know for our safety and to help us be safe uh, we've all done it and i've been there so you know i'm just trying to say i was gonna say i'm i'm not saying i haven't maybe ducked a rope or something once or twice in my day but I know it's really stupid to do, and I shouldn't do it. Yeah, Nobody should do it. Then you just, you know, it's your, you, you pay the circumstances, and you know, if you go and do something with yourself, so be it. But if you're putting other people at risk, I think that's that's more the the the, the thing for me. Um, especially going to pull out rescue teams, and we have forty people out to get the, this family out, um, mm. helicopter, everything to get them. But they all, as I say, all came out good. But you know, it's a lot of people to pull out um, when you shouldn't be there in the first place. But yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, and that's one of the reasons that patrollers should be respected like any other uh, mm -hmm. EMS service, whether it be police, fire, rescue, mm -hmm. whatever it's called in your country, for those who are not in the U.S., you know, any of these other services, and ski patrol included, you all go into situations to get people out of situations, and when there's somebody in a rescue situation, that just makes, I assume, the situation that much worse and more dangerous for you. No, exactly, exactly. You do. There is an element of risk when you go in, um, but that's calculated risk, like anything. Um, and you won't obviously go in if it's it, the risk is 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 too high. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the systems are different all the world round. I mean, France is very different to the US, um, mm -hmm. to the UK. It's um, we don't have paramedics in France, for example. Um, it's a fire brigade which go out. Um, so yeah, lots of things are very, 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 very different. But you know that that's the game was the tricky bit for the for the book for me was actually i've had trouble with the german one recently because they don't have the exactly the same thing as patrol ski patrol 
Mm. So it's been a bit of a earbender for me trying to kind of get around the whole thing and, and, and get the message over correctly because I also feel that I'm responsible for this message I'm giving that obviously I've got to give it correctly. So I'm not going to be case of liable because we're not into that kind of scenario over here so much as the, the US is. But um, I just want to make sure what I portray and what I give over is correct information. And you're right. And that's actually part of the fun of this book. Uh, especially as it gets translated into other languages, it's a look into skiing in a foreign land or a foreign country in that, like in the United States, we have certain color coding for trail difficulties and our trail signs look different. Europe and in different countries, obviously they're different. Australia is different. It's all different. So it's very interesting that, and a great, again, a great educational opportunity. I don't have that stuff in Europe memorized. So if I go over there, I'm going to be happy. I read this book and be like, all right, that's too hard for me. Like that, and I mean, you know, the case of, do you remember the racers? There was racers, which um, I can't remember the names of the guys, they're young racers from the States who came over and it was a, a high avalanche risk. And they were out racing, um, fists racing, I think, you know, alpine racing. Mm. And they went under under ropes and unfortunately they ended up in an avalanche and the whole thing was over, you know, um, it's all to do with out, um, out of boundaries, you know, and it, they said it was different to, to the States. It's like, well, it's true, it's different to the States, but that's why, as you say, you've got to be aware of what's going on in the country you're in and kind of you know, be aware before you actually go out um, because I joke, you get yourself kind of caught out, don't you? So, Do your yeah, research. Please. Yeah, do your research and yeah, stay safe basically because it's a great place to be. I mean, the mountains, and what better place? Absolutely. And, and definitely like, yeah, do your research. Like avalanche safety, it's something we keep in the back of our minds here in the northeast of the US, but it's not something we really have to deal with commonly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, we're not in Colorado. We're not in Utah, these places. Yeah. And then the bigger places in um like canada and then obviously in france and other places around the world that we it's it's just different and it, again great to have an educational tool even if it's fun in a book a storybook yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it's 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 understanding isn't it but yeah it's the things that i say the things are pretty fun haven't they at the end of the day so not fun then you you turn off immediately you don't you know it's good thing about you can put the book down and put out uh, you put it down one day and then you know a week later you know open up again so it's very very cool and it's very uh like i said it has tons of practical information yeah from the dog side but there's little ones little bits and pieces in there for the parents too absolutely and it gives you a more respect for not only the job you do as a person but as the dogs that are on the patrols as well and again, we all know about police dogs and things like this. Many mountain rescue uh, teams have dogs here in the U.S., over there in Europe. It's very interesting. And again, like you said, it shows you practical. It's just like a person's service dog. You don't walk up and start petting it or giving it um, milk bones or whatever brand of dog treat you're going to give it. There still has to be some forethought before you interact and the oh, yeah, same with definitely. these animals definitely i mean they're going to be able to be approachable but i'll tell you another little funny story which is actually quite disgusting but um <laughs> in the sense that uh, no, i went out uh, one morning obviously with fjord on the chairlift and i got to the top um and he just jumped off and he was like really excited he went around the back of the patrol hut and then came out and it was just like the andrax puppy but gone wrong i was like do you have that advert in the states 
I like, don't think so. Don't you? Oh, God. It's like this big, um, beautiful, fat, golden kind of lab who's running around with toilet roll. Honey Ah. But, um, so anyway, he'd found this toilet roll, but this toilet roll had something that looked like chocolate mousse on it. Oh, jeez. He had a mousse or chocolate. So anyway, I managed to get it off him. It was everywhere. It was horrific. And opened my slope. And then oh, it was a bit of a rush because I had to kind of clean clean him up. And then literally I tied him up um, next to the patrol hut because um, it was really nice outside. So I'd just tie him up for a bit. And this whipping woman came off the chairlift and was like in French, Oh, he's mignon. I was like, oh, he's cute. Can I touch him? And I was like, okay, you can just give him one pat. And then next thing you know, she puts her face down. He starts licking her face. Oh, and no. I just could not for the life of me. So I'm sorry, but he's just eaten a load of poop poop from behind this cute patrol hut. So yeah, um, yeah, he did some funny things, did my dog. That is incredible. That's probably the best story anybody has told on the Ski Rex Media Podcast yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, you should actually hear another one. He's very talented. In fact, it actually says it in my book. He's uh, with a, When he was a pup, he came into the kitchen, my kitchen, and he was like so happy wagging his tail. And I was just like, what's he got? What's he got? He's got something in his mouth. I said, oh my God, he's got my bra. He took literally my bra nicely placed the cup side the side of his 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 mouth. So I took it out on my lacy bra, and then he started kind of kind of chewing. I was like, "What have you got there?" And he had the matching lacy knicker which went with it. And I was like, "You are good. You're too good." It's like the matching set all together. We managed to put the 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 knicker in first, and then the bra off. I was like, "You're one talented up man." You might not be, you know, Theanne, he did some funny moments. I look back and, you know, he's very much there for me still, um, bless him. And hopefully it might be now. Um, I'm going to breed from him with her this next year. Next year. Um, you took him down for his birthday to a porter cabin um, north of Manchester for for his birthday to have his specimen taken. Okay. <laughs> As you do. So I'm going to breed, hopefully, if it works. So we in a future avalanche dog with Caleb, because we don't have female dogs in France for avalanche. It's only males. Cause they, oh. The females put the males off, which, no, obviously they do. Interesting. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. They they had one instant where apparently went wrong. So no more. Um, oh. So only, only um, as I say, uh, male dogs at the moment. Well, there you go. I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah, so um, yeah, so Kayla's not redundant at the moment. She's doing a bit of trailing, and 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 she's work as a therapy dog, so okay. she's not doing anything more kind of a, as we say in French, a violon. That nothing more violent than that because she's not allowed to. Basically, you are have- not allowed to go and search in the snow in France. <laughs> at least if they're doing it on four legs. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Ah, but but that's a whole other thing, yeah. and. It sounds like you have had so many adventures, so many crazy stories. And of course, you can read about some of them in Fjord's Mountain Mission, the book. Let's get this out. Where can you get it? If if it's translated worldwide, you have to be able to get it worldwide, I assume. Yeah, yeah. And I do need to mention that name of that worldwide, with worldwide shop. Everyone knows it begins with A. So that one. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got um, a Barnes and Noble um, in the States. Uh, basically, you just Google Fjords Mountain Mission. It comes up anywhere where you are and you can get a hold of it. You can get a hold of it directly from me, but then I have to send it all the way from the UK. So then it just gets, as you know, the discussion, it just gets complicated. 
It's true. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to do an an e-version, not an e-version, an e-book at some point, but that that hasn't as of yet happened. Just one one thing by one thing, as we say, baby steps. So, yes, Google it um, and it will come up. And if you Google Carolina Fjord, you come up with some, also some other information about what we do, um, what we did, what I still do, in fact. Yeah. So it's it's all out there. I was meant to be coming out to this... um, snow show um in boston there's a snow show in boston in on the 18th of november yeah next week that's yeah exactly it was going to come out but i can't um but next year hopefully i'm going to be out um to maybe give a talk there oh um, that would be awesome yeah i did did something for raccoon events who did this show in birmingham this year and uh liked him i was there and next year will be london they're finally going back to london but next year hopefully i'll be over in the states to yeah, and actually to go a bit of patrolling up in um, Smuggler's Notch. Is it Smuggler's Notch or Smuggler's something? Smuggler's Notch. Yeah. yeah. Not far from where I live, actually. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a gay girlfriend called Jen. Uh, she's part of the patrol up there. So um, I was planning to go and visit her and do Thanksgiving, and I'm a bit gutted, but it's just not going to happen. So it'll be next year. Next year. Fair enough. We just talked to Stephen Morgan from Raccoon Events about the upcoming Boston show and the Birmingham yeah. show as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, great guy. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to be down there in Boston just hanging out, talking to people. So that that's kind of a bummer that you won't be there, but I'll catch you there next year. Next year. Maybe smugs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make it a date. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm there, man. Yeah, cool. So the book, Fjord Mountain Mission, if you don't know how to spell it, F-J-O-R-D apostrophe S Mountain Mission. Um, you know, links will be in my show notes as well. So go down there. Like I said, don't check the show notes. If you're listening in the car, wait till you pull over. You don't want to get a ticket or hurt. Um, available again, worldwide. You can get it probably in your language. Um, I think the only one you didn't bring up was Portuguese and maybe a couple of other little languages kicking yeah, around. Well, you know, and if you're going to do it, we just have to do something like Polish because the Poland, they've got mountains of Portugal. Not, no offense, but they don't have any mountains. They don't. <laughs> so, it's a bit like, it's like, well, it's like Holland. Holland doesn't have any mountains, but the Dutch, a lot of them go skiing. So I know the Dutch go skiing. So big Apre ski hounds. So um, from personal experience, hey, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's Don't give me another ch- side chuck about other stories. <laughs> I've got loads to tell. Anyway. Oh, I can I can only imagine. And uh, the story that you've told, the stories you told here are awesome. They're little bonuses to the book. Everybody, check out the book. It's very cool. I've looked at it. I love the illustration. I love the stories. It's very very cool. Um, in the United States, our big gift giving season or our big shopping day, Black Friday, the day after American Thanksgiving is coming up in, in two weeks, um, right before yeah. the, it is two weeks, right? The day before the start of the women's, uh, GS up at Killington, which I will also be at. Hopefully it'll oh, be wow. held off or a little shaky. So, so pick your favorite, uh, pick your favorite female skier in GS and slalom. Lord knows the Sunday for the slalom Schifrin's going to win. Cause she always does put your money there. Um, but anybody could win the GS. So, I think that's it. I think we've covered a lot. This was a lot of fun. Caroline, thank you very yeah. much for coming on the podcast. A lot of fun too. So thanks for inviting me. Um, sorry, it got a bit technical in the beginning, but being in a rural area, surrounded by sheep at the moment, hey. it's a bit tricky. But hey, we like sheep. 
yeah. we love sheep i love sheep they're so yeah. cool <laughs> um, yeah yeah okay um thanks a lot tim and i'll um yeah i'm sure we'll be i'll be in contact at some point and i'll um hopefully see you next year at the show absolutely i'm always here welcome to new england when you get here an englander in new england i love it yay, yay. cool brilliant all right excellent then. Yeah, so take care. Bon, uh, bon journée, as we say in French, because it's still the daytime. Otherwise, I say bon soirée. And um, yeah, keep in touch. Which I will do, of course. There she goes, Caroline Elliott, author of Fjords Mountain Mission. Fun book. I totally suggest you check it out. As we were saying, you can find it just about anywhere in the world in your preferred language. Check Amazon. Go ahead on Amazon and search it out. You can use Google or your favorite search engine. Put in Fjords Mountain Mission. You'll be able to find it, no problem. And more information about Caroline, as she said. Right, right. Plus, it is almost the holiday shopping season, and I know some places have started putting out everything from Christmas trees to small gifts to whatever to gift-buying guides. I do not have a gift-buying guide for snow sports. Uh, maybe I'll do one at some point. I don't know. But go ahead and check out Fjords Mountain Mission by Caroline Elliott. Easy to find. Pick it up for yourself. Pick it up for a family member for Christmas or even if you want to give Thanksgiving gifts, though Thanksgiving is only next week. So I don't know if you'll have time to get it in that case. But anyway, there'll also be links in the description, as always, in the show notes. And like I've said before, do not check if you're listening in the car. Wait until you have come to a complete stop, and then you can look if you so choose. Right? Right. Thank you once again for joining me on the old Ski Rex Media Podcast. I have to apologize, and I'm not a big apology person, but... The audio in this one was a little rough, so I apologize to you, the listener. I apologize to Caroline. It wasn't as bad as it could have been, but let's be honest. I need a new service to record my podcast with, my remote podcast, and I have found one, and you will be hearing that. I will be attempting to use the new service for the first time for an interview with Chris Benchettler, skier, filmmaker, artist. I'm sure you've heard of him. I'm sure you know who he is. His interview is going to be recorded in the early parts, early days of December and be out sometime in December as well. So hopefully by then there'll be some better audio. Please bear with me while I sort that out. I know I've been sorting it out for a couple of seasons, but I'm going to get it this time. I swear that I am. Anyway, once again, I am Tim from Ski Rex Media. Thank you for checking out the Ski Rex Media podcast. If you would like early access to the podcast and a couple of other tasty tidbits that I'm working on, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Ski Rex Media. Also links in the description for that. Well, first skirexmedia.com and you can get there very easily from there. Or again, just go to Patreon, search out Ski Rex Media, become a subscriber over there and see what's behind the whole pay the old paywall also don't forget to check out my partners whaleback mountain enfield new hampshire and saint custom skis and snowboards up in gorham new hampshire that's right a vermont boy with new hampshire sponsors isn't that funny i will see you out there winter is coming it's finally getting colder the snow is starting to fly here in the east it's flying all kinds of crazy everywhere else we will see you out there have a good one everybody and we'll talk to you next week later 